Castaway Show with Dave Dolan. Hello, Anza. You're listening to 96.3 KOIT Coyote Radio. You're tuned in to your local source for fishing reports and information. This is the Castaway Show. I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm here to bring you the latest I can on your local fishing, some not-so-local fishing. So stay tuned, and we'll get into that. So if you're a fisherman, a wannabe fisherman, or if you just enjoy your time out on the water, stay tuned, and we'll talk about it. If you also would like to contact us, you can contact us at programming963koit.org. If there's anything you would like me to cover, something you'd like to maybe come in and talk about, or if you just have a favorite fishing story, contact us at programming963koit.org, and we'll have you join and be part of our show. Well, okay, Anza, we're definitely in our winter mode for fishing right now. Looking at the freshwater fishing, we've got some really nice cold trout water out there right now, so that's pretty much the choice you have in your fishing right now for the local freshwater fishing. Looking just down the hill from us at Diamond Valley Lake, it's a little bit slow on the bass fishing there right now. They're running pretty deep because of all the cold water. And their last trout plant was on December 12th, so it's a little slow on the trout too, but I would look for them to maybe get a trout plant here before too much longer. Now, on the other side of the hill from us at Lake Hemet, they had a nice trout plant just last week, so that has really picked up the fishing there. The reports are that it's very good fishing down by the dam and also along the campground area. The usual baits are working, your power baits, your salmon eggs, so... Hemet is also a, a good option you can use right now. At Lake Skinner, the striped bass fishing has been pretty good. Of course, that's the result of the last trout plants, the, the trout plants they've been doing. Their last trout plant was on December 14th, and those striped bass just love the trout. So it, that has picked up the striped bass fishing pretty good there. Also looking down the hill at Lake Paris, the bass fishing has been pretty good, but they're down deep. So you can target them, but they get pretty lethargic at this time of year. A good option is that they've actually been having some pretty good catfishing down there. This last week, a 31-pound catfish was landed there. So that's a good option that you have there. We don't have any reports from Lake Cuyamaca this last week, but I do know they've been on a pretty steady schedule of uh, trout plants down there, so that's a pretty good option for your fishing too. One thing I would say about Lake Cuyamaca and Lake Hemet, they're really pretty mountain lakes and all, but if you're going to try your fishing there, bundle up because it's really cold up there right now. Let's go over the trout fishing just a little bit. My favorite rig on the trout fishing, I like to use light, light test line, light leader, anywhere from two to a maximum of about four pound test line. I like to use a sliding sinker, then a treble hook with your old standard trout baits, power bait, your garlic flavored, or your salmon eggs. Trout fishing is a really good way to break in your kids on fishing too because it's, it's fairly easy fishing and being on a lake, they can run around on the shore and all that. So I would really recommend if you want to get introduce some young kids to fishing, try the trout fishing. Below age 16, no license is needed, so it's a good way to break them in doing that. So those are our options right now on the local fishing. 
You know, we are in the winter mode right now, but take advantage of that and try to get in some really good trout fishing in the local lakes right now. Well, Anza, at some point in time, I'd like to have maybe somebody out there that likes to talk fishing come on in and join me. We can go over whatever you like to do in fishing, share a few stories and all. But right now in studio, I have Erin Roscoe with me. She's on staff here with, with the KOYT, and we'd like to maybe get a lady's perspective on fishing. So, Erin, is there anything you'd like to know or talk about that has to do with fishing? Well, I'm really a novice, a, a fishwoman. I've been a few places on lakes and fished. Is there any advice you could give me? Or, you know, like what kind of fish should I try to aim for in the beginning? Okay, well, we were all novices at one time, and what I would suggest, just talking about the trout fishing, I would definitely try the trout fishing. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's not too scientific. The best way to do it is if you're going to go to a local lake, I'd go into the tackle store there and just start picking their brains a little bit. I've always found that maybe for, you know, a couple dollars worth of fishing gear, you can get $10 worth of information out of that. So I would say whatever you like to do, wherever you're the most comfortable, just go there and give it a try. That's a good idea, too, because the people at the lake are going to know what their fish like to bite. You know, they'll hear from the, for the fishy, fishing guys. That's right. You know... We have the big box stores, but I really prefer patronizing the local people right there that are right on the water, and they know what's working. What works one week may not be working the next week, too. So that's, that's the way I like to do it. Just go out. And another thing I also found, too, fishermen sure like to talk a lot. Of course, uh, <laughs> um, about 90% of it, maybe you may not be able to believe in all, but... Um, you know, just get talking to some local fishermen, find out what they like to do, and um, pick their brain a little bit, too. Do you prefer a boat or being on land when you're fishing at a lake? Um, I always prefer being on the water. I kind of like to be in their element, but there's some really good shore and stream fishing that you can also do, too. One thing I really enjoy doing on the lake fishing, I've done this a lot up in the high Sierras, I love fishing on my float tube. Maybe you've seen people out in float tubes before. They look like, well, people are just kind of sitting in the water. They are so nice to fish on. They're almost like sitting in a, in a nice lounge chair. You got the flotation on both sides of you, up your back, and you're literally sitting in the water. You have to wear uh, waders to keep yourself, well, unless you're in warm water, you wouldn't mind that too much. But if you're in the Sierras, you want to be in waders, something to insulate you a little bit. But it is just really a kick to be literally in the water with the fish. When you catch it and you bring it up, you're, you're actually bringing the fish right into your lap. I've got a, gro a GoPro camera, and I've got some really great fishing pictures of that, just bringing the fish right up there and, you know, getting some splashing right on the camera lens and, you know, getting the thing right up in my face. But I really enjoy that. And I also enjoy kayak fishing, too, where you're sitting on top of the water. You're not in it quite like the fish. But the advantage of that kind of fishing is that you can be very stealthy. You can get into areas that are really maybe around rocks that are not accessible from the shore. Or you can just kind of get away from people, too. But um, that being said, I really enjoy the stream fishing, too, where you're maybe just wearing some waders or you're just fishing from the shoreline, too. So... Whatever suits you, what you enjoy the best, 
That's what you ought to be doing. The waders sound really cool. It's like being one with the fish. <laughs> that That's right, yeah, being in the element. The kayak is nice because, you know, you're sitting on the water, but there's nothing like being in the water with that fish, too. And I've actually had it where in the, uh, in the flow tube, you know, you're sitting there, your legs are dangling in the water. I brought in a fish, and the fish decides to take off, and I've had the fish wrap around my legs. So uh, you're in for some real excitement there. That sounds exciting, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, but then again, you know, I do have a larger boat, too, and I enjoy that, especially going out ocean fishing, too. It's kind of nice to have a little comfort, too, rather than sitting in a, on top of a kayak or something. But, um, you know, I enjoy all aspects of it. And as I said, just whatever suits you the most or whatever you have access to doing, go ahead and do it and have a good time. So, Dave, what if I wanted to get into saltwater fishing? Well, that's a whole different world from the freshwater doing your trout fishing. What I would suggest is any of the local boat landings here in Southern California, start off with a half-day fishing trip. They're really leisurely. You can either pick a morning trip, leaving bright and early about 6 in the morning, getting back in at lunchtime, or your afternoon trips, which would leave early afternoon, getting back in around 6 in the evening. These are really great ways to start off your, your fishing. One thing advantage is at all the local landings there, you don't have to go out and buy your equipment for your first trip. A lot of them will have loaner gear. Sometimes it's free or other times it's nominal price, $5 rental maybe for the afternoon. And um, use their gear because it'll be geared up to the type of fishing you'll be doing there. It's a lot of fun because going out on these half-day boats, you're going to be live bait fishing. And it's a lot of fun if you're taking kids out when I've taken my uh, sister's granddaughters out there, somehow they just cannot keep out of the bait tank. They love playing with those sardines and anchovies. And once they find out that the seals and seagulls like them, they're always there feeding them. So anyhow, that's great entertainment for a kid. But the one advantage about going out on a half-day boat for a novice angler is that, well, on these half-day trips, you'll have the captain, the guy driving the boat, and then you'll have at least two and maybe three deckhands. Now, the job of these deckhands is to help out people, novice fishermen, netting fish, gaffing fish, bringing them into the boat. But what I find out, you know, I've had a lot of experience with this, and I've talked to a lot of deckhands. I know guys that work on the boat. What these deckhands really like the most, they really like novice fishermen. They like the people that go out there that want to learn. You go out there and um, pick their brain a little bit and just let them know that you're maybe your first or second time out and ask for a little bit of help. You know, they'll show you how to bait the hook and if you're a little squeamish about handling that, they'll, they'll do it for you. If you can't cast out very good, they'll maybe cast out for you, put you in a good spot. And then when you hook up a fish, they'll be right next to you there coaching you a little bit on what to do, you know, move right, move left, you know, pull up, wind up. So panic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're really good on this. And one thing I found out, you know, knowing some deckhands, guys that work on the boat, the one thing that really puts these guys off is the big know-it-alls out there. You know, the ones that won't listen to the deckhands, the one maybe kind of, you know, hog the bait tank or don't let other people have the best place spots to go fishing. They'll they'll get on people like that too. So Make friends with a deckhand. You'll find that it's like going to fishing university. These guys are out there every day, and they just really, really enjoy working with the novice and then the younger, younger kids out there fishing. So that'd be my suggestion on how to get into ocean fishing. 
So Dave, if I go out on one of these half-day trips and I catch a fish, what do I do? Okay, well, the deckhands are there. They'll help you out on that, too. So generally, on the half-day boats, they just have gunny sacks to throw the fish in. That's really not the greatest, but as long as they hose it down, keep them wet, it keeps them cool. But at the end of the trip, they'll ask you if you would like to have your fish filleted. And I generally say, yes, have them do that. The, for a nominal price, for your smaller fish, like bass and all, usually it's like a dollar a fish. If you're lucky enough to catch a larger yellowtail, it may be 3 to $5. But what they'll do is they'll go ahead and fillet it for you. They'll bag it for you. And you can walk off that boat with a nice bag of fillet of fish. What I always suggest, too, is have an ice cooler and get that thing cooled, the fish fillets cooled off as soon as you can. And once you've done that, I'd go home and have your fish for dinner that night. Well, and I like the idea of that because then I don't have to mess with the guts of the fish. Oh, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, for such a nominal price, it's just so much more convenient to have them. They, they fillet the fish all the time. They can do it really good, keep the bones out. And you don't have to go home and mess think, oh, boy, now what do I do with all these fish guts? I'm going to have every cat in the neighborhood over here now. So have them fillet your fish. So since I'm a novice, what would I start out with? I have no equipment. What, what would I seek out first? Okay, well, there's an old saying out there. All these fish, uh, people that manufacture fishing equipment, lures, rods, reels, and all that, just remember this rule. They make things to attract fishermen, not fish. They really like to see people come in with checkbooks. So that being said, though, really, to start out, if you're going to be uh, trout fishing, you don't have to go overboard on this. You can always just get a light spinning reel, light rod. You really don't have to get real scientific about that. So you can get away with that doing trout fishing. And then I would go into the local place where you're going to go out fishing as far as hooks and bait. You know, talk to them. They'll set you up pretty good on that. Then, if you're going to saltwater fish, I would once again, on a half-day boat, I would go with rental gear, see what you're comfortable with, and um, see what you like using. And then, at that point, you can make a decision if you want to make the investment. Because um, if you're like me, people at, the, at those tackle shops, they like seeing somebody like me walking in because they know I'm going to buy something. So, don't go overboard on it. Just start off with either with the rental gear or trout fishing just with your light gear that you can buy at any tackle shop. Do you wear gloves when you fish? I don't wear gloves, but I do know that there's a, they call it fish wrap that you can put around your fingers. It's almost like a, a Velcro tape so that when you're reeling in um, and having that line running over your fingers, it doesn't cut in because if you're out there in a dry environment or in salt water, your skin does get, it is prone to crack and you can uh, get a lot of nicks out there. Filleting fish, there's um, gloves called the fish fillet gloves. I like using them when I'm cutting up fish because um, those fillet knives are really sharp and you do tend to slip sometime. But well, and the scales on the fish, and they also have little bones on their fins. Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah, but it's inevitable if you fish, you're going to get a few nicks and cuts there. But then again, if you're on a sport boat, just ask the deckhand to do those things for you. They'll be glad to help you out on that. Is there any, like, go-to, like, I, I would imagine you want sunscreen. That's a definite. Maybe chapstick. Is there anything else that you would say definitely bring on your trips? A big definite is a good pair of polarized glasses. You know, you're out there and just all that glare out there coming off the water. And also the good polarized glasses you'll be able to see down in the water. And um, also, when you're on a sport boat, there's other people out there. There are people that are pulling up their lines with hooks on it. 
Unfortunately, some people aren't very skilled at it. They may walk around with a hook dangler or something. Think of those sunglasses as eye protection too. That's something I always wear is the sunglasses. And as far as wearing a hat, I always wear a some kind of a flap hat. The uh, big sombrero hats, they're nice, but they're a little bit bulky and I don't know. I, and I think the wind, you would imagine the wind would catch right. a lot. Yeah, the, yeah, so they may keep the most sunlight off you, but I, I wear the flap hats that go down and cover my ears, the back of my neck. And then, of course, sunscreen, you want to want to wear that too. That or, you know, lightweight, long-sleeve shirt. You do get a lot of glare out there on the water. Okay, out there, Anza, if you're a fisherman, there's a good chance you also like to go boating. So I'd like to add a new segment onto the Castaway Show, and that'll be a boating tip for you. Now, I own a boat, and i got to say that when things are right on it, there's nothing I love more than just boating, being on the water. It's such a, a great pleasure to have a nice running boat. I do know the other side of it. There's been times when I've had problems with that boat when I felt like towing it out somewhere and shooting a hole in the side of it and waving goodbye. So I want to maybe give you a boating tip that'll keep you from getting in those situations. I guess my first boating tip I'd like to do for the, well, the first time here is about your boating equipment. And the most important piece of equipment you're going to have on that boat is your life jacket, your PFD, your personal flotation device. If you're out on a boat with any kids, kids under 12, it's required by law that they have a, a life jacket on all the time while you're, while you're en route. But more than just being a law, it just makes a lot of common sense to be wearing a life jacket. If you're an adult, maybe you don't want to have one on all the time, but if you're out there by yourself or maybe while you're running, anything like that, have that life jacket on. Some people say, well, geez, I'm not very far offshore. I'm not very deep. Well, my rule is this. If I reach over the side of that boat and my hand gets wet, I'm offshore and I could potentially be in a, in a dangerous situation. So my first boating tip I want to give on this show is have your personal flotation device and wear it. Okay, I'd like to go into my fishing recipe for the week on this show right now. I like to use this one on the lighter meat fish. I particularly like to use it on halibut, a nice white meat fish. Now, a lot of times you like to cook fish, you like to bread it. Well, I like to bread it too, but I got a little um, tip I'd like to give you on that. First of all, I want to season the fish, maybe lightly go with some salt and pepper on it. I've got to have my garlic pepper too. But when you bread the fish, instead of using just regular cornmeal, try this one. Use some of the masa, the Mexican-style uh, bread. What this will do, I like to coat my halibut with it. Cook it to give it a nice crust to it. But with using the masa, what this does, it gives the fish kind of a tamale taste to it. It really sets off the taste of the fish, and it's a lot better than just regular breading of the fish. So anyhow, try using the masa sometime, either on halibut or any other kind of light fish. It'd be good on white sea bass or any, any other kind of bass. It'd be good. And just remember... Do not overcook your fish. I like to cook it, saute it in olive oil. Don't overcook it and make sure you start off with a good dry piece of fish by wrapping it in your paper towels. Then once you have this fish, I always like to garnish it with tomatoes, avocados, and you're going to have a great meal that you can enjoy. Well, Anza, we've enjoyed bringing you this episode of The Castaway. I've really enjoyed having Aaron here in the studio with me 
getting a little bit different perspective, a lady's perspective on fishing, had some nice questions about how to get started. It's really fun talking with you there, Aaron. So anyhow, look forward to bringing you more episodes of the Castaway Show. So hope this helps you to enjoy your time on the water and remember to cast away.